Welcome! You're listening to the second Youth in Act podcast by Ricolto. I'm Geraldine Masu from Communications in Honduras, and in this episode, you'll get to know all about how young entrepreneurs are changing food systems from Belgium to Tanzania. With us are our colleagues Aaron, moderating the session, Thibault, youth and ag expert from Belgium, Victor, a young food entrepreneur from Belgium who has created a granola delis from Waste Streams, Ilta, our youth and ag expert from Tanzania who guides our generation food incubator, Chris, CEO of Veals of Africa and a young food entrepreneur from Arusha in Tanzania who makes and sells his own sustainable chili sauces. And we start with Thibault telling us why as Ricolto we feel so strongly that it is so important to support young entrepreneurs like Victor and Chris on their journeys. From an entrepreneurial focus, I think that one of the most important arguments uh, for Ricolto is probably that you can make inclusive business normal from the start of the career of, of young entrepreneurs. If we can bring more dynamics and new business models into the whole food chain and we break the cycle of, of business as usual from the bottom up, And thus, through our programs, we are showing young people that they can do it differently than the common economic paradigm. And it can give a boost to and renew the trust of the young generation entrepreneurship in the food sector. Next to that, there's the reality that the average age of a farmer is quickly rising, um, which means not a lot of young people are becoming farmers nowadays. And we need farmers in the future, of course. But uh, farmers or, or young farmers are not the only group or category we need to focus on. If we want to get young people interested in farming and sustainable food in general, we need to make the whole chain more dynamic with new types of collaborations, with new types of business models, with stronger connections between the countryside and cities. And we also not look at it from a production perspective only. It's also about social cohesion. It's about inclusion, health, circularity, etc. To be more specific, what, what exactly do we see when we talk about youth? What ages are they? First, uh, the age segment uh, we focus on can vary from country to country or project uh, to project. Um, but in general, we are talking about people that are 16 to 35 years old. And that is an important segment. And to illustrate that with an example from Belgium, the average age of a starting entrepreneur here in Belgium is uh, 36 years old. And from all those starting entrepreneurs in Belgium, 35% is younger uh, or 29 years older, old or younger. And thus that 35% has less experience. So that enabling environment, that safe space is very important for them to succeed. And like I said before, young farmers are of course an important uh, focus group, but it's not the only group we want to focus on because it's a systemic problem. So we need to look at the totality of the value chain and the linked societal challenges, such as poverty, food waste, circular, circularity, logistics, uh, health, and general resilience. But for Ricolto, we focus on a very diverse group uh, of young people and topics and entrepreneurs, because these are systemic problems that cannot be taken out of their context. Okay, thank you, Thibault. Uh, Hilda from Tanzania, you're one of the youth ambassadors for Ricolto. Do you agree that we need to invest in youth and how necessary is it in Tanzania? Yes, um, I do agree that we need to invest in youth um, as uh, they really provide an opportunity for a, a future-proof food systems and uh, really getting into um, 
a food system that is more innovative and more sustainable. And uh, for Tanzania, it's very necessary because about 67% of the labor force here is made up of youth, young people, and who are more, um, who are mostly unemployed and lack the skills to enter into entrepreneurship. So uh, with this, it lies a very huge potential for the youth to make significant contribution to the food systems at different levels as producers, uh, processors and distributors. If they are proper, if, if uh, uh, they are properly harnessed, leading to a growing agri-food uh, best economy. And uh, for Tanzania right now, we are grateful that we have a donor, Stitching Dune, who's helping us to continue investing into the youth. Thibault, also in Belgium, Ricolto is investing with his Generation Food Program in youth. Can you give us a short explanation of how Ricolto does this? Generation Food is, uh, is a part of our Food Smart City program and thus starts from the perspective of a city. So the main question is, how do we feed all the people in a certain city in a sustainable and healthy way? And asking that question opens up a lot of other doors, um, you know, like uh, where does that food come from? How is it produced? Uh, how do you close the loops? How do we deal with food waste? How do we make sure every single person has access to enough nutritious food? Uh, you know, everyone agrees that nutritious meals are in schools as a prerequisite for students to be able to learn. So how do we make that happen? And so on. So, you know, it's, 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 a, it's quite complex. And so um, Generation Food, eh, one of Ricolto's ways of dealing with these questions, is offering this enabling environment to young specialists and, and driven entrepreneurs that are looking for very practical ways to change something, such as we have with us here today, uh, Victor and Chris. So, so, so what we do in our Generation Food Program is basically connecting the dots, looking for change makers, supporting them, letting them grow and thrive within their communities. Super. Uh, Hilda, also in Tanzania, there's a, or in East Africa, there's a Generation Food Program going. Uh, which you are coordinating. What is the role in, of Ricolto in, in, in Tanzania? How many youngsters are participating there? And, and what is the amount of men and, and women involved in the program? Uh, okay, thank you for a good question. Um, the Generation Food in Arusha uh, is implemented by four partners and Ricolto is in charge of the overall coordination of the project. Uh, specifically, we provide strategic uh, direction towards the implementation of the project by ensuring that the project uh, implementers uh, caters for the various challenges that, face, uh, that are faced by youth. But also we uh, facilitate market and technical linkages between different ecosystem players and the, and the youth so that they can access um, other productive services such as finance, information and uh, knowledge, but also have access to markets for their produce. Uh, we also ensure sustainability of the project by engaging uh, private sector uh, actors to scale out the concept of generation food beyond its, uh, its timeline. 
importantly, also we uh, build capacities of youth to engage in different uh, uh, enabling environment discussions, such as po uh, food policy discussions and forums. Um, and we started in we started in uh, last year in April with 200 youngsters participating in a hackathon whom uh, out of the 270 were selected to go into an intensive boot camp that involved more um, intensive training on entrepreneurship skills and food uh, systems. Then we scaled down to have 20 youth who are now engaged in an in a incubation phase whereby they are coached and mentored on different aspects of entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, uh, but also working with them around food policy, advocacy, and lobbying. We are very lucky to have one of those entrepreneurs with us tonight. Chris, uh, thank you for being here. You are the CEO of Yields of Africa. Can you tell us a bit more about your business and, and how did you first got involved with, with the program of Recolto? Thank you so much. Uh, so in short, Yields of Africa is a sustainable and eco-conscious uh, food production company. But basically our story starts from a chili sauce I used to make for myself at home. But then I spent quite some time uh, trying to perfect it because then I had this business idea of or this want of actually just wanting to in involve myself more into agriculture sector in Tanzania. So I thought of a product to start with and chili, which is something I already had I made before. Friends of mine really liked it. So I thought about turning that into a business. And after perfecting that mid last year, uh, we managed to introduce it to the market. And then we eventually got consumers who also wanted a different product. And then we also introduced the, the mild chili sauce, we, which we also give out now as a, as a product. And yeah, so we started off like that. And by now we are experimenting on other different products. Um, we are looking at the spicy mayonnaise and as well as a, a version of hummus. Uh, red chick with uh, red chickpeas. Um, but as Yields of Africa, we value our impact towards the uh, environment, I would say. And uh, with that, we avoid the use of plastic. And that's what really sets us apart from mainly most of the competition out there in uh, Tanzania. But also, we have a recycling process that we have with our glass jars that we provide. And uh, we entice our clients to follow the recycling process by um, giving them a discount. Um, so for example, if you buy a glass jar and then you recycle it, the next time you buy another product, you'll have a 20% discount on, on that product. But then also to further reduce our ecological fo uh, footprint, we work with other companies who are also very eco-conscious and uh, we're working with the only um, eco-mobility uh, distribution company in Tanzania at the moment to uh, to conduct uh, deliveries for us. So that's what uh, sets us apart. But then how I got involved with the Generation Food Program is uh, through a friend who also went through the program as me. And he told me about it. Uh, it's just something over a few drinks uh, one night. But then uh, I ended up following up more on it. And uh, 
it was a good time for me to actually put my business plan into phase. And yeah, and that's how I got into the program. Victor, you're also an entrepreneur. Uh, can you explain us a bit what Delice is? So Delice at this moment is a uh, startup that was actually founded thanks to uh, Generation Foods and Ricolto. At the start of our academic years, from the first semester, we participated in one of their makeathons. And there we had two cases where producers of uh, chicory and apples came to the table and said, okay, we have this product. And when we go to the shops with it, after, for example, juices have been produced, etc., we still have actually products that are left over from production, such as apple pulp. And these are actually still very valuable in the sense of they're full of fibers and still nutrients that are actually quite useful. But they usually, usually get thrown on a landfill or processed into animal food. And our job then during that makeathon was to see what would be a viable solution to this to actually make it uh, consumable for humans. And that's where the uh, part where Thibault was talking about letting, creating the safe environments where we can discover options and stuff, where the uh, option of granola came to the table, since we thought that that was the most viable option, the most easy to implement in the sense that all the elements to create the granola are already there. You don't need to go invent something new. And you're also using a lot of the byproduct. So it would also really take the uh, nature elements into consideration, which we found very important. This we are then launching into a startup thanks to our uh, StartMinds program at our college. And uh, we are planning to continue it even after that since we are expanding as well to other products with granola such as granola bars. And we're even looking into granola cookies because our philosophy is really centered around that everybody should be able to uh, enjoy good food, healthy food, and that it shouldn't come at a cost for the earth. And we really want to get that message across to other people and make them believe in what we do. During the hackathon, maybe for, for people among, among us, who like me, who didn't really ever go to a hackathon, how does it look like? And, and also, um, I, I guess your work with different people with different backgrounds how does this multidisciplinarity help you is it a good thing um, how does it help you forward with your business the good thing about the program even now in the group we come from three different studies so i myself am a computer scientist we have people from business management and accounting so it's already a good mix but then with the Makeathon, we had an additional study and that was nutrition and dietetics. The big benefit we actually gained from that is that everybody was approaching it from a different angle. And the reason why that is so important is because if you have that safe space then, which we had, because they were really pushing us to think outside the box, for example, uh, bags made out of chicory or uh, sandals, really things that I've never thought about in my life. Um, 
to see what was possible and just get it all out there and afterwards narrow it down. So you actually always end up with the best possible result instead of saying, okay, this is only what I know, which is always limited. And if everybody then comes together from their own point of view, you get way more options and the end result is also of better quality in my opinion. So how do you think we can support young entrepreneurs in agriculture food in the best way? I see why most people would uh, go to the access of finance. And usually that's mainly the problem with most startups, I would say. But with time, I also think like uh, training and support is mainly also another thing to really highly consider. Um, because you, you might have the know-how, you might know what you want to do, you might have uh, this whole plan, but then the way to or forward or how you would tackle the situation might need some a bit more training or like a consultation from people who have further experience so in case yeah you might have the finance but might not be able to actually utilize it well to its full extent i, I mostly agree with what you said in the sense that finance usually with a startup definitely and in the beginning uh, the biggest issue um but in my opinion, and in my experience so far, however limited it may be, <laughs> um, I think one of the most important things is also just the network in the sense that if you know the right people, you know where you can get uh, the help, the extra knowledge, a distributor, um, and just general advice on how to tackle a problem because that in the end is also what made Makeathon so enjoyable and so successful is that everybody had its own intake, its own knowledge. And with a good network, there's always somebody who knows something better than you. For example, I don't know anything about uh, producing granola, but thanks to the students at Nutrition and Dietetics, we now do. So the network for me would be the most valuable thing because that's also where you can get the most support at the start and take off from there. Chris, if you, if we talk about you, you as a young entrepreneur in Arusha, what are the biggest challenges that you face? As an entrepreneur in Tanzania, I think the, the biggest challenge is the business environment. Tanzania is really not that friendly at the moment for a startup company. Figures show that uh, 141, we are ranked at a position 141 out of 190 um, in the ease of doing business. And uh, that's according to the World Bank. So, yeah, it's really not that easy. It's also pretty hard to register your business, um, mainly because of the first uh, initial costs. So that's another main issue. Also making contacts and connections with people in uh, your value chain, for example, um, can be hard due to maybe transportation issues. For example, you, you're, you need to link up with farmers who are involved in Chile. Um, they're probably situated a bit far out of town. Usually that's the case here. Um, so there's also transportation issues and monetary issues, there's network issues, cell phone issues. It's, it's pretty hard to get good reception sometimes. So that all kind of hinders the whole process. And um, you are a consciously uh, sustainable entrepreneur. 
Are there a lot of opportunities? Um, are the consumers looking for, interested in these products? How important is it that your, your chili sauce is sustainable uh, from a market point of view? Yeah. Um, so as we all know, recently there have been quite some change in the use of plastic, for example, um, disposable plastic bags. In Tanzania, they're completely banned. Um, I have a very good feeling that this ban is going to continue further on towards um, other single-use plastic materials, for example, packaging materials. Um, so at the moment, most, most, most people, uh, most producers have and use um, these, uh, this kind of plastics, for example. So we have decided to switch up to glass jars and kind of take a step forward and avoid um, the like using plastic from the first place, from the beginning, in case this ban ever comes ahead, then we are already prepared for it. But then in the sense of people now, the market itself, are people ready? I would say yes. Um, people become more and more aware um, with regards to sustainability and uh, the effects of uh, plastic use um, in our case. And so that also helps us. But then apart from that, um, we also take pride in like uh, sourcing for high quality uh, raw material and to conduct our processing. But then also with our own packaging that uh, kind of distinguishes us from our competition because most of them have the same kind of looks. It's, yes, there's lots of chili in the supermarket, for example, but then they all have the same look. They almost all have the same packaging. It's, it's something totally like, it's pretty hard to distinguish between them. But then if you have us now on the same shelf, we're pretty different. We have a cause. We, we have a different sort of packaging. We, we have something more than just a product to offer. We, we offer like a people a chance to conduct recycling in Tanzania. So really more than just a sauce. Victor, you as a young entrepreneur, what problems have you encountered the, the last uh, years? Now with this startup, but also in the past with um, other projects that I've done, it has mostly been uh, finance actually. And finance in the sense that to complete, in the sense of completing the whole story. Um, so let me explain. At the moment, the way the uh, startup works is that we finance it ourselves as students. So the start capital that you have isn't really that large. And there are, for example, uh, points where we would like to improve on, for example, the delivery of our products. There are delivery services in Belgium that work totally, for example, on green energy or only by bike. Uh, but they're, of course, they're more expensive. Um, and the same goes for, for example, with packaging, the budget you need to have to create your own packaging renewable uh, is quite large. And at the moment, we don't have that budget yet as students. So that's the biggest issue that we've encountered because we want to complete the whole story of sustainability because that's in the end what we're also trying to sell to the consumer that they should care about it. So we need to show that we do as well. And that's the biggest stumbling block because 
the other parts, for example, what I found most important, the network is wealthily provided by us thanks to the environment that we're in. Thanks to StartMinds uh, Generation Food Ricotto, we've already got contacts in some places that I never thought I could even speak to someone, which is very nice. So you know that the knowledge is there. It's accessible to you. It's just the capital in the end that is still needs to follow up. Um, Hilda, uh, as Ricotto, we, we actually have a lot of experience um, uh, also working in, in agriculture. Uh, also in agriculture, we are motivating young people to, to, to take up a, a big and important role. What challenges do you see for young entrepreneurs uh, that want a job in agriculture? Um, thank you, Aaron. Um, the biggest challenge I would say first is um, limited access to productive resources for the young entrepreneurs. So um, land is one of the uh, limiting factors for youth to develop their own activities in agriculture, but also access to finance because most of the youth don't have collateral neither do they have any track record to really go for financial uh, support, but also limited access to knowledge and information uh, is also something that hinders a lot of youth to participate in agriculture. And I think this is the reason why a lot, uh, after the poll, a lot of, uh, you know, participants suggested that we look around uh, supporting uh, you know, access to these productive resources. But also, youth lack representation in decision-making roles in terms of influencing uh, changes in policies and advocating for really uh, good enabling environment. Uh, uh, but uh, also there's a mindset, um, there's a poor mindset among, among the youth themselves that agriculture is uh, not considered a very good uh, career choice it involves hard, hard labor and hard work, and it also has low pro, pro profitability. And this is also worsened by the fact that there's generational conflicts in terms that families um, uh, come in into, in terms of aspiration of the youth, families are not in support of agriculture as something that they, their young ones can, can, can go into. So these are some of the challenges that I, I think are influencing, are making youth not engage properly in agriculture. Thanks to Dune for, for Arusha, we are tackling these challenges through the generation food right now. Hilda, you are eight months pregnant. Uh, I guess for you, it's very important that the future generation also has uh, the right to good food. What problems are the most important to tackle right now? Yeah, so that our children have enough food and good food in the future. Thank you, Hilda. Let's go back to our two entrepreneurs on the frontier working uh, for the right to good food. Chris, what are your dreams in your future with Youths of Africa? My main goal with the company is for it to become a big game changer in our community. So, I mean, apart from providing... Uh, food products with superior quality to everyone. Um, we, are, we want to also like create jobs for many youth in Tanzania 
and also impact a lot of people in our value chain while also having a, a lower impact to our planet. Thank you, Chris. And Victor, what, what is your dream of the future? In all honesty, it's actually quite simple. My dream, the, the whole equation would be fulfilled with Delice. So uh, sustainable delivery, sustainable packaging, uh, also renewable packaging, for example, glass balls, that that picture would just be complete. And secondly, that more people become aware how actually important the issue is at hand and start engaging themselves because there's still so much to do, so much that is possible that it would be a waste if nothing would be done. Thank you, Chris, Victor, Hildan and Thibault. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about how Ricolto is supporting young farmers and young entrepreneurs to revitalize food systems, you can go to https colon slash slash recall dot to slash euthanag.